0: get into the word of god today we have been going on a journey through uh the ten commandments and um, with the first four that we went through in the past couple of weeks were um, your relationship with God. That is, that is what those first four commandments are kind of hinged on. Um, remember in the New Testament where Jesus says, um, what's the most important commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. So all the 10 commandments are kind of hinged on those two. So the first four, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. The first four are hinged on that. And now we're going to go into the last bit that is Um, relationship with other people, okay? So today um, is Exodus 20, verse 12. So if you want to turn there in your Bibles, Exodus 20, verse 12. Okay, honor your father and your mother. And all the teens went, oh, this is going to hurt. Sorry. (laughs) When your mom asks you to do the dishes, you need to get up off your chair as fast as you can and be like, Mom, I would love to do the dishes for you. All right? So honor your mother and your father. Why? So that you may live long. (laughs) In the land the Lord is giving to you. Honor your mom and your dad so that you will live long. I think that's a great, great thing. All right, so out of all the Ten Commandments, why honor your parents? Of all the commandments that we have, isn't it interesting that God would see it as important to tell us to honor our parents? It seems kind of random, but isn't it interesting? It shows the heart of God that he wants us to honor our parents. It's important to him. Now, this commandment is the only commandment that comes with a promise. It gives us a reason to adhere to this, and it gives us a reward to listen to this. So I'm going to read it one more time. Honor your father and your mother so that you will live long in the land the Lord is giving to you. God will give you long life if you honor your parents, okay? So it comes with a promise. No one else in the Bible are we ever told to honor. We're told to love God, we're told to love our neighbors, we're told to love strangers, we're told to love, but we are only told to honor our parents. Parents, We need to honor our parents. Now, I am fully aware, as I go through this, that there will be people in this room and people who are watching online who are going to be saying, but you don't understand. You don't know my parents. You don't know my mom. You don't know my dad.
1: Or maybe there's
0: people in the room who are saying, I don't even know who my parents are because you're, perhaps, adopted. So how, does, how do we fit all of that into this equation? We're going to talk about that today as well. We need to remember that we exist because we all have a mom and a dad. None of us were just, like, zapped and just, like, poof, there you are, OK? Only Adam and Eve can say that one. <laughs> all right? We all have a moment of dad, Whether we know them, whether they were what well, we would feel good or bad or whatever your opinion is of your parents, we all, the only way we were created in this world was the fact that a man and a woman came together and a woman got pregnant and had you. You are all here because Two people came together, but you are also all here because God planned for you to be here. Amen. So, despite what your parents are like, despite if you have the best parents in the world, or despite the fact that maybe your parents aren't so great, you are here because God wanted you to be here. God had a plan. No matter who your parents are, God had a plan. So we are going to read one uh, Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. And this is going to prove to you that God had a plan for you. I actually did a funeral on Friday. First time I've ever done a baby funeral. It was very, very sad. And can I just thank every single person who was praying for me that day? Because I cannot believe how much I felt your prayers. I was able to get up here and not lose my mind. <laughs> not lo- I was able to get up in the confidence of the Lord and I thank you for your prayers because I truly, truly felt them. I really, really did. And this was one of the scripture verses um, that we read that day, and I just want to share it with you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God ordained for you to be created. You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. No matter if your parents tell you that you were an oopsie, um, you're not a mistake. God planned for you to be here. And whether you were an oopsie or not an oopsie, whether you were planned, doesn't matter. God wanted you to exist, and therefore he made it happen. So you are here because God wanted you to be. So no matter what kind of parents you had, God had a plan for you. So there's three stages, as I kind of studied this one, um, for honoring our parents. So Ephesians 6.12 tells us that we are to obey our parents. So let's turn to Ephesians 6, uh, sorry, 6 verse 1 to 2. So the first stage in honoring your parents is generally when we're little children, and our little kids are out of the room, so they're not going to hear this, but you have all the parents you can, can, when they come back, you can say, Pastor Wendy said, you need to obey (laughs) me. Because Scripture says, but maybe say it nicer than that. Um, Okay, 6, verse 1 to 2. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So as children, when we are first born and we're growing up, we need to learn to obey our parents. When our parents are trying to teach us, and and as I go through this, can I encourage us, um, those of us who are like older now or, and, and, and we're like, well, my kids are growing out of the house. This still applies to us as parents. We need to be instilling in children around us and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and our children who are in our home and children that are in this church because we are a family. So in all those little ones that just went out there, we can include in them that we, we instill in them the lessons that we need to learn from God that we can instill in them. And we need to encourage our children to obey their their parents. Obey them, for this is right. If we as parents do not teach our children on how to obey, on how to um, be a part of society and not be belligerent in any way, um, what kind of parents are we if we just... You know, be willy-nilly and let our kids do whatever they want to do. I, I remember um, doing youth ministry and hearing from some teenagers who literally said to me, I wish my parents gave me rules because then it would show that they loved me. This is coming from a teenager who's seen other teenagers who have rules because their parents cared about them. Versus the ones who the parents were like, ah, oh, do whatever you want. And the teenagers literally were like, the ones who didn't have those rules felt like they were not as loved or cared for by the parents who gave them rules. So, all the teenagers in here who are like, my parents give me rules and I hate it, can I just tell you right now that that is something that I literally have seen teenagers who long for. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, it is our, I'm going to say our duty, it is really honoring God when we raise our children in a manner that gives them boundaries, that teaches them godly ways, that teaches them how to be successful in the world. So when you think about anybody who is successful in business, generally it's because they learned that they're that life is work, that life requires to listen to authority, authority figures, Life, um, you, we need to understand and be, be hard workers and, and do what is required of us. If we don't kind of set those examples, we will have kids who, who, who don't know and don't understand what it is to be able to be a part of society in a manner that is, is honoring to the Lord and, and a good person in the world, okay? So children, obey your parents. Listen to the authority of your, of your parents. Honor this position. Teenagers, that's the second kind of stage in honoring our parents we're going to turn to leviticus 19 just the first part of it it says each of you must respect your mother and your father i i was a teenager once i get it we always think that our parents are ridiculous and they're stupid and and um, and we don't want to respect them. But God calls us to be respectful to our parents. God calls us to honor our parents, to forgive them when they mess up, to honor them by respecting them.
1: We all know as
0: parents, none of us are perfect, and anyone who has had a child, you know that, like, there's no manual on how to be a parent. And, and teenagers, one day, you're going to be a parent, and you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I get it. I remember when I turned 30, I wrote my mom, a, like, I swear it was a book, on on. on Asking for forgiveness on what a horrible teenager I was. And thanking her for how incredible of a mom she was. But it took me that long to realize, and I swear, I don't know what happened to me when I turned 30. But anyways, we need to respect our parents. We need to honor them. We need to forgive them because they all have flaws. And we're going through this journey doing the best that we possibly can. We need to listen to them. Proverbs 13, 1. Says a wise son heeds or listens his to his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Okay, adult to adult. We need to honor by appreciating our parents. Proverbs 23:22 says, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old we need to appreciate as adults we need to appreciate the work and the time that our parents put into raising us we need to honor our parents by appreciating them in their journey as parents get older it becomes harder and harder for them to be able to do certain things and so for some of us who are in that position with aging parents We need to appreciate them and help them along their journey as it becomes more trying for them. Just as Jerry and Wanda are moving, literally, to take care of their parents, a lot of us are in that position of of helping our parents. And I know for me, with my parents, I mean... I know you guys love my parents. They are amazing, but they are also aging. And so with that comes things that are becoming more ta- challenging and taskful for them to do. And so me, as a, as a child of my parents, I have to step up to the plate and help them in their journey. Rather than sitting back and going, I don't have time for you, you know. Like, can't you just pay somebody to do that? I'm not honoring my parents by not stepping up to the plate and helping them where I can. We need to honor and recognize our the significance of our parents. Honor them and appreciate them for all that they have done. When parents who have been abusive. So we're going to just quickly touch on parents who maybe maybe you're here today and, and your parents has not been great, or your, your um, experience with your parent has not been great. Let's turn to Ephesians 4, 26 to 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And a lot of people use this for couples in marriage. Don't, don't go to bed and be angry at your spouse. But we can put this also on, if you have had a situation with a parent that has been unhealthy, do not let, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. If you are that person who has a parent who has been abusive or, or non-existent or, or hurtful in some manner or not that parent who has been that loving kind giving you the rules kind of a parent, if that's your situation and whether your parents are still alive or whether they're past, you can still deal with your heart. And it says in this scripture not to give the enemy a foothold. And what that means is you don't want to take unforgiveness and keep it in your heart so that you are burning with anger and always resentment and always, well, my parents never did or my mom didn't or my dad didn't do this. And so therefore, I'm justified to feel this way. The second we do that, we have just given the enemy a foothold into our lives. It doesn't doesn't make excuses for the way your parent treated you. It doesn't make excuses for how maybe they were absent or or whatever the situation was. But at the end of the day, we will stand before the Lord accountable for our own actions. And will we make it that our parents' actions will change our heart and the destiny of where we will spend eternity? Or will we choose to forgive? And not allow the enemy to have a foothold in our lives and extend forgiveness. Whether they are here, um, still alive, or whether they are past, we can still extend forgiveness to them for their actions. We we may never understand why parents did the things that they did. But again, remember, we are all flawed. We are all flawed. And we need to be accountable for what we will do with our feelings and our actions. Let's look at Matthew 6, 14 to 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others... Their sins. Your father will not forgive you of your sins. We are all human and we are all flawed. And I, my heart aches for anybody who has not had a good experience as far as your parents go. I can't even imagine what that would be like. So I cannot say to you, I know what you're feeling, because I don't. But I can tell you that it will be good for you to forgive. It will be a release to forgive. If we hang on to anger and we hang on to feelings and we feel that we are justified to do so, we will forever live under the weight of what was done or not done in our our lives as, as a child with a parent who was Perhaps not awesome. We need to forgive. And if we choose not to forgive, Scripture is very clear. If we choose not to forgive, and and I know people will say, but you don't understand, and you're probably right, I don't. But I do know what Scripture says. And Scripture says we must forgive or Christ will not forgive us. Now, parents, and, and when I say parents, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to blanket that statement to all of us. Whether we have children still in our homes or have children, um, we are all, we are all representers of Christ. And we are all representers um, to those little ones that just went out those doors. Each and every one of us. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, anybody who is here in this room, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. My heart would be that every single one of these little ones that come in here would sense that we all love them. That no matter if they're sitting in the chair and they're wiggling and they're fidgety and they're making noises and, and, you know, we still love them. We still love them. Children in your home. Love them. Love them. them. Don't exasperate them. Don't give them reason to call into question your faith in the Lord. We've talked about this before, but my, my... one of my pet peeves is when I hear teenagers, young adults who say to me that the church is full of people who say one thing but are not what they really say. I'm lost for the word. Hypocrite, thank you. Oh. Hypocrite. They go off, they go off to college, university, or or they're still coming to church, whatever the case, and they see us in church, raising our hands, talking church lingo, oh God, so good, I'm so blessed. But then they see us in the restaurant, in the grocery store, and they see a different version. Of who we are here we are exasperating them we're tearing them down we're not giving them a true picture of what it means to be a Christ follower so parents let's train up our children not just the children in our homes not just the children we birthed but let's train up these little ones to learn to honor the Lord Another version of parents that we need to kind of take care of is our widows. And for time, I won't read it, but you can read it, First Timothy 5, 3 to 16. It gives us instructions on how we are to care as a church family. Because, again, we're, we are a family. We're, we're a family of little families, okay? So together, we are like a village that we take care of each other. And we have widows and widowers in our church who maybe their families live far away and they have nobody to take care of their needs, nobody to pay attention to them. We as a church family need to have our eyes open and see those ones and take care of our widows and our widowers. Let's care for them. Let's respect them. Let's honor them. Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Teenagers, when your mom and dad discipline you, it doesn't seem pleasurable at the time. But painful later on, and however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who have been trained by it. I thank God, and I never would have said this when I was my whole 16, 17-year-old self,
1: but I thank God...
0: For parents who loved me enough to care about me and give me boundaries in my life. I thank God for parents who taught me good work ethic. And at the time, I was like, why do I have to do that? You know, when I first started babysitting, my mom said, when you babysit children, when they go to bed, you don't just sit around and watch TV. You get up and you wash those dishes. But they're not my dishes. You get up and you wash those dishes. You are paid to work, you have to work. So my parents taught me good work ethic, and in the moment, I hated it, it was horrible. But now that I've grown up and I realize that having a good work ethic will make me more successful in life. It makes me a better representer of Jesus Christ. I I talk to a lot of pastors who tell me about Some of their staff that have not been taught good work ethic. And it's horrible when they're like, to get somebody to help shovel some snow because, you know, when jobs are needed, it's frustrating. And not just in pastoral situations, in in, in teenagers when we see, I can probably talk to anybody in here who, who is in any kind of a job where you have teenagers working under you. It is very challenging when you have teenagers who have not been taught good work ethic. It's very challenging when you have adults who have not been taught good work ethic. Parents, can I encourage you, teach your children good work ethic. And children, teenagers, young adults, it's not fun at the time, but we are building in you. We are building in you so that you will have a harvest of righteousness. <coughs> so the best gift ever for a parent. Proverbs twenty three, twenty four. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave birth be joyful. I strongly believe that the reason I am here at this pulpit, and this is so not what I thought for my life, like God had another plan. When I think about myself, 15, 16, 17 years old, where my mom was like dragging me by my socks to get to youth group, kicking and screaming, literally. I do not want to hang out with those Christian people. They're so boring. That was my attitude. And and my mom made a deal. You you come to youth group on Friday night. After that, you can go do what you want. But you got to come to youth group. you got to come to church. Parents, oh my goodness. Do not let your kids just sit at home at church while I can't get them to come to church. Do they live under your home? Get their high knees to church. Sorry for saying that if that's going to be offensive to you. You are the parent. They do not rule the roost, they do not rule the house. You live under my roof, you get your butt to church. Don't allow your children to make decisions that will affect their lifetime because they don't feel like it, because they're too tired, because they're working, because they're whatever. Rule in our house. I don't care if you are drunk, hungover, whatever, the night before, Sunday is church and we do church. When I visited my daughter, who at the time was not serving Jesus, and I would travel to go visit her for the weekend, and Sunday would come, she came to church. She didn't have to. She was living out on her own her own apartment. She was an adult. But she just knew, mom's going to church, I gotta go to church. She doesn't go to church any other time. Now she does, but at the moment. Because she grew up in a home that church was Sunday. And it's not about coming into this building. It's not anything you know, hokey pokey magical, that they're going to come to this building all of a sudden and fall in love with Jesus, but it's the fact that they sit here and they hear the word of God over and over and over again, and whether they're consciously paying attention, as you might think they are, maybe they aren't, but you know what? It's getting into their spirit. Teach them as a young child. Don't stay home with a baby. Come to church. Make it regular practice. Come to church so that your child grows up, and this is to how we do life. It becomes normal to them. This is normal life. Don't try to not bring your child to church and then all of a sudden at 12 years old you're going to be like, oh, guess what? We're going to church. They're going to be like, huh? What's church? Whereas if you bring them along from the whole journey, it just becomes normal life for them. I'm getting on a bit of a rant here, sorry. Nothing irritates me more than when I hear parents say, Oh, Joey was really bad this week, so he's not allowed to come to youth group. Are you crazy? He needs to be in youth group. Don't stop him from coming to church because he mouthed off at you at home. Get his butt to church. Take something else away. Don't take church away. Make this a priority, parents. Don't allow your children to decide what their life. Stand up. Be a parent. This is the rules of the house. This is what we are doing. I am the parent. You are to listen. Be a parent who respects, is respectful, be loving, be kind, but do it in a manner that these are the rules. Set the tone. Be the parent that you want your child to be. Show them, men, show your children, your boys what it looks like to respect a woman, what it looks like to be a kind, loving man, what it looks like to be a kind, loving father. Moms, show your girls, moms and dads. Show your kids. Dads, love on your daughters. If they don't know what it feels like to be loved in a healthy manner by a man, they will find it somewhere else. And I can guarantee you, it will not be healthy. They will seek out, because we are just inclined that way, to seek out love, and they will seek out love in an unhealthy manner. Show them what it means to be loved in a healthy, proper manner. Dale used to do date nights with my girls. Once in a while, he would take, you know, take them turns. They get all dressed up fancy, go out for dinner, do whatever. That was him showing them, instilling in them what it means to be loved by a man in a proper and honoring way. Show your boys, teach them to respect. A woman is not just an object, she is somebody to be cared for, and loved on, and respected, and honored. Show them how that looks. And when you do that, the father, the mother of a righteous child has great joy. My mom, when she would take me to youth group, kicking and screaming, she didn't just drop me off and say, see you later. Have fun. Go find out who Jesus is. She dropped me off, and she went up into the sanctuary. Our our youth group was in a basement. She went up into the sanctuary, and she sat there for the extent of the youth group meeting. And she prayed for me. Amen. She prayed for me. As I'm down there, I'll be here to stupid Christian kids. It's my attitude. It was. It's horrible. But I believe I would not be here today as a, pa- a pastor. <laughs> it kind of freaks me out sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, God, this is weighty. How do you trust me with this? I'm honored. But I believe that this happened because of a mom and dad who believed and trusted in God with my life and didn't allow me to just be like, I ain't going there. Okay, fine, I can't get her to go. I can't get him to go. Baloney. You are the parent, be the parent. You are the parent, be the example of Jesus Christ. Show how you live and make an example to your children. And with that, righteousness A righteous child will give you much joy. I want to honor. This has been on my heart for a while, and I just felt to do this today. I want to honor. We, we spend a lot of time honoring our new people at this church, and I love you all. And I love what God is doing here, and I love how our church is growing, and I love meeting new people. I'm all about it. But can I honor right now the people from this church who are the anchors of this church, who have been here for years, who have been here through trials and tribulations, good times, bad times, all of it, and you remain here as strong pillars and pray for the growth of this church and pray for our community can I honor you today and thank you for sticking through and continually being here. There is no perfect church. There is no perfect church. I don't care where you go, there is no perfect church. And we will get people who will leave because they're upset the way things are being done and they're going to try somewhere else and you're going to find the same thing in the other church. It doesn't matter. But to those of you who have been here, And through good and bad have stuck it out and remained and prayed, can I honor you today? I'm going to ask you to stand. If you have been here before my time, (coughs) if you have been here before I came here, I've been here for almost three years, so if you have been here longer than I have come, can you stand? thank you, and I speak blessing over your lives right now. In Jesus' name. God, I pray blessing over them. I honor them, Lord God, for their heart and their passion and their desire to see you move. I thank you that they have stayed, that they've got the stick-to-itiveness to be able to see this ministry grow. And Father, I pray that they are blessed beyond belief as they see this church grow, as they see this church go forward, I pray, Father, that they would be blessed in knowing that they are a part of that, that they are a part of this fruit. So God bless them, and I honor them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to take some time to pray, and then we're going to close, and am going to invite the worship team to come up, and maybe we can just dingle a little bit on the on the um, piano for a minute, and then we're going to sing the blessing song again. But I've asked a few people to come up and pray. And if you're one of them, Gilbert and Sandra and Pastor Vanessa, David um, and Richard, if you wouldn't mind coming up. We are going to pray. Gilbert is going to pray for parents with young children. So when he does that, I want parents with young children to stand Sandra is going to pray for children of elderly parents, the sandwich generation. I just heard this term the other day, and she said it. Pastor Vanessa is going to pray for teens and the parents of teens. David is going to pray for your children who are wayward, who are not serving the Lord. And Richard is going to pray for our widows and widowers, that as a church we would honor our widows and our widowers. I'm going to get you all to come up here and just stand across here. As they start to pray, if this is you, I want you to stand because their prayer is going to be over, over you. So we're going to start off with parents with young children. If you want to stand and go, let's pray over you. Let's pray.
1: With their prop, with know, whatever the problem may be, Lord, and that they would look to you and give you the opportunity to help them, first, Lord, and you will, and then you will guide them to whatever situation they need. They need to go to physician, Father. You show them, Lord, that that they come to you, for you are the Almighty God. They were the, the very children that they are. And that they are that that they love are made by you, Lord, as we have heard earlier. Lord, they are your children, Father. They have come, they have been the parents have been entrusted. These children have been entrusted to them that they may look after them, Lord, raise them and love them, Lord, as your word commands us. And we thank you, Father, for that privilege. We thank you, Lord God, because it is often said that grandchildren are God's gift because you have parents and and you raised your parents well. Lord, we thank you for our children, for our grandchildren, and for our great-grandchildren, Lord. We thank you for the parents that are raising our great-grandchildren now. Lord, it is because their parents have raised and brought them into your house and they have learned that you, you are are the giver of life, you are the giver of all good gifts, Lord. You are the anchor in, in all of <coughs> life, and for this we thank
0: you, we praise you, Lord, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus name, hallelujah. Sandra's going to pray for children with elderly parents that you're taking care of. Can I encourage you to stand? right now and allow us to pray over you. If you are taking care, if you are a caregiver to somebody who is elderly, can I get you to stand right now and receive prayer?
2: Father, we thank you for this reminder of all our fathers and our mothers. We think of all the they're going through whether it be dementia Alzheimer's or just Stop. Father, now that we have to step in for them, help us to be advocates for them. Help us to partner with medical things in the community, Father. Help us to just give them the best lot years of their lives, Father. Love them. Love them through their illness. We just pray for those families right now. Encourage our hearts, Father,
0: and surround us with people that will love us. Jesus. for teenagers and parents right now. So if you are a parent of teens, or if you're a teenager, if you want to stand, we're going to pray for you right now.
3: Heavenly Father, we just come before you as your children. And God, we thank you for the privilege of being yours. We thank you that, God, you see each and every person that is standing here, or God. You see the ones that are watching online, and God, you know every of what they're carrying god i pray for parents who are weary parents that are afraid parents that are struggling with their kids lord god i'm just wondering how can we navigate this world and the things that are being fed to our children god i pray that fear would disappear lord god fear would be cast away and your perfect love will fill them god i pray for a spirit of wisdom for our parents i pray for strength for our parents god for their For their minds to be clear, God, that they would speak truth in love, that they would not be swayed by the attitudes that come at them, but God, that they would speak what needs to be spoken, God, that they would be parents in this generation, Lord God, that they would not let their kids run over them, they would not let governmental policies affect what they know is truth, But they would stand in that place, that they would be pillars for their children, that they would be advocates for their children, that, Lord God, our teenagers would see your face. God, we pray for that for them, for their lives to be transformed by the renewing of their minds, God, that they would be strong and courageous. You would do what only you can. And God, I just speak this, God, I say this all the time with my leaders, God, are this generation. We might see what looks like defeat. We might see what looks like heaviness. But God, I declare that this is a generation of kingdom builders and kingdom advancers and parents. You can that with you. You have been equipped by the Lord to do
0: all that you need. So do not grow fear. David is going to pray now for children who are not serving the Lord right now. So if you have a child or a grandchild, somebody in your family that has walked away from the Lord or doesn't know the Lord, I'm going to encourage you to stand and let us pray over you.
4: There's a verse in Proverbs Proverbs 22, 6 that says, train up a child in the way that he should go. and When he's old, he will return to. That's certainly been a verse that uh, I've held on to. If you're here this morning in this burden of someone who doesn't know the Lord in your family, we encourage you to just hold on and hold. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all those in this room right now. Have this burden upon their hearts. That those within their family, their child, their grandchild, their great-grandchild, come to know you Lord we just pray that uh, they would be encouraged that they would continue to hold up these children in prayer That they would continue to look to you to be their hope to be their guide or we just pray that those that come into these children's lives that would show them your love your faith, your grace, that you would move upon these children's lives, bring them to you. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, you, David. Richard is going to pray for our widows and our widowers. So if you're here today and you're a widow or a widower, we encourage you to stand and he's going to pray for us as a church that we honor our widows and our widowers and we are representers of christ to them we're their family
5: the one who will come and accompany us and empower us and give us joy Father I pray for your children who are grieving because of their loss I pray for the infilling of the Holy Going away. Yes, amen. Panic is going away. Hallelujah. Sorrow is going
0: away. Hallelujah. God. The presence of God
5: is filling you right now. Yes. May his presence fill you in yes. the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. The joy of God is our strength. May you receive strength by yes. the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. We give you all the praise. We give you glory, Father. Yes, God. In Jesus'
0: name. amen. 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 Thank you, Richard. Thank you for our warriors. You can have a seat.